Welcome to Out of the Office. I'm your host, Kaylin Spickler, bringing you ideas for your next out of the office adventure. You've got to get that bird's eye view of the valley. Off the couch and away from video games. If there was one event I would keep inventing, this is the baby. Got a few things in store. Every month we sit down with business owners, regional experts, and everyday people to talk about all there is to offer in the Roanoke region. That's the thing, right? Like, there's always so much fun stuff to cover on a podcast. My favorite day. They're having a blast. We are loving it. Happy fall, everyone, and welcome back to Out of the Office. We are starting the fall season off with none other than the brains behind Roanoke Go Outside Festival, Kate Pedigo and Kelly Brammer. Then we will be bringing on Jenna Kalanina, Roanoke's local Instagram celebrity. First, we will chat with Kate and Kelly about Roanoke Go Outside Festival, and then we will be bringing on Jenya, who is best known for her Best of Roanoke social media channels and content. You're sure to find all kinds of fall fun inspiration in this episode, especially since we have merged with If You Know, You Know. Carol, thank you so much for merging with us. Thank you so much for having me, Kaylin. I'm excited to be out of the office today. So Kate and Kelly, welcome to Out of the Office. And if you know, you know. We are so happy to have you and excited to hear about all of the upcoming fun. Yeah, thank you so much for having thank us. We're you. excited to be here. So before we get too far into the fun on the horizon and really the fun already happening, Kate, Kelly, please go ahead and introduce yourselves a little bit. Hi, I'm Kelly Brammer. I am the events coordinator with Roanoke City Parks and Recreation. And I'm Kate Pedigo. I work for Roanoke Outside Foundation as the event manager. And we are the partnership that puts on the Anthem Go Outside Festival. Awesome. We're so excited you're here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We love talking Go Fest, so this is great. (laughs) I love going to Go Fest, so. And I've actually never been to Go Fest. I know. I've always been out of town, and I'm going to be out of town again this year, too. Oh, no. (laughs) I know. You have to put it on your calendar. It's always the weekend after Columbus Day, Indigenous People's Day. Oh, okay. So it's always that weekend. That's good to know. Yeah. Okay. Next year, then. No excuses. (laughs) Let's get right to it. We are a couple weeks out from the annual Roanoke Go Outside Festival. Can you talk a little bit about the festival for people like me who have not actually been? Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. So um, it is many things, but Mm -hmm. at the very heart of it, it is a three-day outdoor sports festival um, that is completely free to attend with the goal that is very simple, um, getting people outside. So the, the mission is to break down as many barriers as possible to the outdoors for folks and bring the entire community together to celebrate the outdoors uh, for three days and so it's there's a lot yeah. <laughs> um, and so before we get too far into it I guess I should probably recommend to folks that they head to roanokegofest.com mm-hmm. if this seems interesting to them because there's so much more than we can talk about in a podcast mm-hmm. um, going on that weekend we have hundred over hundred vendors um, we have hundreds of activities for people to do hands-on there's so many pro shows pro demos athlete demos um, and then you know world-class films live music um, there's really more more to be done than can can fit into a weekend so yeah. if you're curious definitely head over and peruse the website because there's a lot yes yeah. yes and I have done that <laughs> and I even did that last <laughs> yeah. year I remember and I was just like oh my gosh this is 
so much stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, it comes from the community, and I think that's the part that makes it so special and so unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our team kind of provides the um, the backbone, the organization of it, but really the like part that sings is the community coming up and putting their best foot forward and saying, mm-hmm. I'm bringing this, I'm bringing this demo. It's like kind of like a stone soup of outdoor community um, where everybody has something to contribute, whether it's group hikes or bike dem- e-bike, e-bike demos or you know they have an amazing speaker that they're bringing in to talk on the campfire stage there's all kinds of really awesome showing so yeah yeah. and that's something I definitely wanted to talk about too because whether you're a camper or whether you are looking for that active feel or whether you're just looking to shop around at the vendors there is something for you oh absolutely absolutely I have never seen somebody leave the festival sad yeah (laughs) that's good that's very good I hate I went to go fest right I'm so disappointed yeah yeah So is there anything new this year that you're excited about? Um, Is there anything for you? I don't know if if it's a new thing that I'm excited about, but I have a little bit of um, a heart for our Highline Slackliners. um, And they are just a big wow factor, like six stories up in the air Mm -hmm. or over our amphitheater. So they're just really fun, and it's something unique that you don't get to see very often. So they just make me really happy. And we can talk about it this year. Last year, we kept it a secret. We were like, (laughs) it was brand new last year. So we were like, we're not telling anyone this year. We're putting it up on the schedule so everyone can see it and won't miss it. Yeah, it's super exciting. It's very significant. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, I can't do the slack line that's six inches off the ground. (laughs) Like six stories in the air is insane. They are clipped in, you know, safety and all. Well, sure, yeah. It's it's pretty spectacular. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, totally. So this is going to be over the amphitheater? Or like what is underneath? Yeah, so we'll have two different lines. So one is going to be in Elmwood over the amphitheater. And then the other will be over like... Franklin Road, Holton Plaza area. So we'll have different times and different shows. Yeah, it's kind of neat because that's so that's a Freedom First event. And we're excited about that because Freedom First is one of our partners that really buys into that outdoor narrative. Um, Like they wanted to do something to kind of accentuate the mural that they just put out, Um, which if you haven't seen that yet, it's amazing. It's a rock climber with McAfee Knob in the background. So just more like cool, awesome things that are coming out of this community kind of basically all of us in one voice saying we are an outdoor town so yeah it's very cool what's, yeah. what's the thing you're so excited about <laughs> I mean I have so many things but I really I really get into the um the BAMP Center Mountain Film Festival okay. um and the campfire stage both of which are coming from uh, Mass General Store so I'm really excited about those because that's those are really unique. You hear about stories. You got to hear from different perspectives on people. There's films that are just like really awe-inspiring. We've gotten a sneak peek at them, um, and so they're just going to be not wanting to. You don't want to miss them. They're going to open up the festival on Friday night on the big screen in Elmwood Amphitheater, and that theme music gets going, mm-hmm. and you're like, it just sets the tone. Oh yeah, it just is like, get ready. We're doing outdoor cool stuff this weekend. Yeah, and there's like so this story. Some of the stories I don't. I won't talk about all of my promise, um, but the um, there's like there's this amazing story about these women in Afghanistan who are ultra runners and they're trying to run an ultra marathon during like the Taliban takeover like that's crazy right wow but then there's also like stories about this um awesome girl who's living in a village in Africa and has a pump track and is like 
going super fast on these mountain biking, you know, because somebody gave her access to a pump track and a mountain bike. Like, that's super cool. Um, and then, of course, like, I don't know if you heard of Danny McCaskill, but he is just this really hilarious uh, biker who has all these hijinks and tricks and stuff like that. So there's all kinds of things in the films. But then also, um, we've been building on this relationship with the Humble Hustle Company over the last couple of years. And so they have this really intentional and really thoughtful um, group of speakers that they're bringing to the campfire stage, which we're super proud of it's this awesome atmosphere it's a very laid-back casual stage um, and it's you sit on the hillside outside the main library downtown um, under the shade of a tree and you just like chill out on some grass and you hear these really amazing people talk about what they're doing in the outdoors Um, and that's for me that's what it's all about it is is just hearing that point of view so there's James Gregory who goes by the ethnic hiker on or the ethnic explorer my apologies on Instagram (laughs) Um, and he's going to be talking about his um, his kind of path through being coming from like a, a very small town in Virginia to becoming this like personality on the internet and having this community of people all in, interested in in the outdoors. Um, and then you know Asia Bright with Black Girls Hike, and then Amber Wendler who is local. She's getting a, her PhD from Virginia Tech, and they all have some really interesting things to say about building community for um, you know underserved populations in the outdoors. So that's those are things that I'm most excited about. Yeah. And also on the campfire stage, we're going to have a director's panel. Oh, so yeah. local directors with Parks and Rec. So you can kind of talk to them about it's like a Q&A and different things that they come up with. I'm really excited about that personally, being a Parks and Rec person. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And then also Super Carlin Brothers are coming back and they're big okay. YouTubers yeah. and they have a huge following. So we're really excited to bring them back too. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. guys definitely have been able to recruit some really cool and interesting people to help with this. Oh, I think, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of it, too, is just those relationships, like Kate yeah. mentioned, like the humble hustle and stuff. Like, it's just having the right partners and knowing mm-hmm. who they know, and they get mm-hmm. to bring a different perspective, and it's just really cool. Yeah, it's fun to have a shared vision with people yeah. in the community. I think that that's a, a huge lot of part buy-in. of it. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. which is great. Yeah, and I think something that, like, going off of that is really interesting about GoFest is just how you guys are able to involve both Roanoke City and Roanoke County um, with having um, camping at Explorer Park. That's really nice. But then even going back to, like, something so simple, like what you talked about with the mural, the um, McAfee Knob hiker being portrayed in the city, like that just shows, I think, the community and connectivity that we're trying to build. Absolutely, yeah. That was actually one of my other favorite new things that I was like, I know she's gonna ask about this, so I'll wait until she brings it up. Yes, yes, I ask. Absolutely, yeah. No, that's a huge, huge thing. Um, And the idea is just so kind of beautiful when you think about it too, Mm -hmm. just like we have, we talk about this Metro Mountain mix that we have in Roanoke, you have this awesome down town and then you can be at explore park in less than 15 minutes and explore park has everything there's hiking there's biking there's river access there's high um what do you call it high elements I apologize. Um, like the ropes course. yes the ropes course yes. there's a disco course <laughs> there's so much um and so yeah I think it's a huge huge uh benefit to the mm-hmm. festival for people to have that opportunity to camp out again we used to have camping um down at river's edge and to bring that back and have another partner involved mm-hmm. coming into it it just kind of emphasizes that more and elevates the experience for people so we're really excited about that yes and that's so true what you said about the mountain metro like you can't have the mountain metro without both roanoke city and yeah. roanoke county absolutely very absolutely. true absolutely and speaking of river's edge 
Um, so I am a longtime GoFest person, and Here I went comes. to the very first <laughs> GoFest, <laughs> and now's the hard-hitting journalism ladies. <laughs> Can we explain to folks what prompted the move from River's Edge to downtown? Well, we both have thoughts on this, and we both, you know, we talk about this pretty much ongoing, always. Um, and I'll just preface it by saying that um, – our committee is put together by Parks and Recreation and Roanoke Outside, and we feel very much the same way that pretty much everybody does. So we'll preface it that way. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of things that go into putting on the event that um, kind of go behind the scenes and getting into, like, how the sausage is made. And a lot of that comes down to just making the best decision for the mission. Um, and really, at the end of the day, it comes down to there's um, – we're still recovering from the pandemic and our budget is nearly half of what it was before. So the budget is also recovering from yeah. the pandemic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and there's just so much infrastructure that goes into the event that people, and we don't want them to notice because if you notice it, then you're probably looking for it and it's not there. So we want you to just, you know, enjoy the experience and not have to worry about the the lights and the fencing and the bathrooms and the stages and all that kind of stuff. But yeah i mean it's the infrastructure downtown is already set you know there's a huge stage in elmwood park and there's lights and things like that there's power all of those things would have to be brought over to river's edge and it's a really big undertaking both from a uh, labor standpoint but Mm -hmm. also a financial standpoint so really being able to pivot with that has been huge for us well, and probably an unintended consequence is by having it downtown, doesn't it make it a little bit more accessible when it comes to transportation, yes. when it comes to people being able to move around? Mm-hmm. Um, if you are uh, not as able-bodied, um, yeah. it's easier to move around on the sidewalks and streets. So glad you brought that up. Yes, it, it was actually very cool last year to see. We saw a whole group of people who were in wheelchairs being able to freely go about the entire festival. And there's just certain things like that that would make it a lot harder if we were at our old location absolutely yeah there's that and like there's just a lot of things that have kind of come from it like the lemons from or lemonade from lemons um (laughs) lemons from lemons yeah exactly um but yeah the i mean having the amphitheater right there it's kind of like the signature event venue for the for the roanoke city and having that beautiful place being able to be activated this way and then also just for our retailers um you know Orvis, Mass General Store, and Walkabout Outfitter are a block away from the festival. Like, how awesome is that? Um, And then also parking and getting in and out and everything. We had actually um, maxed out the parking structure over across the the street from Reserve Avenue. So we kind of couldn't grow. We couldn't grow much further than the 40,000 people that we were seeing um, before the pandemic and and are still seeing now, which is kind of incredible. but yeah, there's there's five parking garages within a couple blocks of the downtown area, and there's you know hundreds of parking spaces on the street, um, and so access is just huge. Plus the bus bus routes and just the the ability for people to stumble upon the festival. A lot of really cool unintended um, things that we've noticed the last couple of years as it's been downtown. Well, and speaking of sort of, you had mentioned um, Kate about how the sausage is made. When do you all start planning an event like this? Like, how long does that planning process take? We're already planning for 24. Just that's kidding. No, kind of, not, kind that's of, not really, kind of, but not. Yeah. Um, it is ongoing, yeah. for sure. Yeah, no, we, um, 
I would say we really get into it after the new year each year. So yeah. like January is where we are really starting to to forming the bigger ideas. And then things just kind of come to well, things don't just come together. We make, <laughs> we make it come together. But things do fall together once you get, I'd say, more mm, April, May. Yeah, I think, well, May is, May is, May is kind of big. Yeah, yeah May is yeah. big. <laughs> do you think that you'll ever get to a point where it's kind of like um, – like an instant event, kind of like add water and stir, like you've got it down? Or do you think that you're just always trying to bring in new things and new ideas and it's Mm. just that that process is always going to be there to make that happen? I think it's important to evolve. Um, You know, with these different partnerships we're building, it's, you know, we get to see something new each year develop from that. And with this new location, we have learned, you know, our layout has changed a little bit each year. Um, We just, we're always striving to make it bigger and better and just a more enjoyable experience for people. So we take things like feedback and we really do take it to heart as a committee and try and implement it each, each following year. Yeah. And I'll echo that and say that I think it's kind of baked into its um, kind of how it is. It's it's a representation of the community and the industry, uh, the outdoor industry. And so I think that as that fluctuates and grows, like that's our goal, right, is to continue growing that and and having that become new. And and I think that new is always going to be part of it. And that's kind of part of what makes it so awesome. So like these things that we're doing, you know, working with Roanoke County and and expanding into that world, I'm really excited to see how that goes in the next couple of years. And I think that there's going to be a lot there. Um, I also am excited about, you know, just these businesses that we work with, Walkabout Outfitter, you know, Carnal Bike Shop. Uh, Fleet Feet you know the Humble Hustle company and what their trajectory is like there's always going to be a shift as these these community partners progress and bring something new to the table so um, I don't think we'll ever get to a an add water (laughs) element of it Um, but I I love the idea of that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no I think and that to me too is also really enjoyable to kind of envision what could be new and what can we use uh, what can we you know amplify and how can we uh capture people's you know inspiration and and get them a new reason to get outside so with that i think now it's time for our next level adventure merged with if you know you knows this or that so with the season officially turning over to fall and go fest right around the corner let's level up go fest this or that edition perfect sounds good (laughs) i don't know what we're in for i know i know again it's the hard-hitting questions so Lumberjacks or slacklining? Oh I'm gonna go slackline. I'll go lumberjacks. Oh, this is this is us in a nutshell. Yeah. We always even each other out. Absolutely, so. always. That's so perfect. That's but how we won't guys... do it for all the questions. I no. promise. I was about to say, <laughs> that was a little too convenient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so camping in a yurt or in a tent? Mm. Yurt. I glamp all the way. <laughs> um. I think if I were going to be putting on the event in a yurt, but attending the event in a tent. Okay. BMX stunt show or the demo pool? I'll say demo pool um, just because it's so cool to get out there and like paddle in, on a stand-up paddle board in downtown Roanoke. But I do love me some BMX. I'm actually going to agree with you on this one. I love demo pool just because for someone to be able to try a kayak or a stand-up paddleboard, they might not normally be able to do that. But yeah, also, PMX is great too. <laughs> You're asking us to choose between our children here. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has a favorite. Absolutely. <laughs> Ask my mom, it's my brother. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. 
<laughs> okay, so last one that we have is food vendor or artisan vendors. I feel like this is another but oh, between your yeah. kids one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, we have some really amazing food vendors, yeah. and I love to eat. So there we go. That will be my choice. Oh, okay. I'm also – I love food too. But, yeah, we do have some really great artisans. I mean, then they have a lot of really cool outdoor products, Um Oh, no. I don't want to pick. I feel like I'm going to get in trouble. You will get in trouble. Kelly manages all of our vendors. I'm going to go artisan vendor. I'm going to go vendors. Just I'm going to go all the vendors. All the vendors. vendors. There you go. Don't come for me. Yeah, that one was a hard one. I actually kind of feel bad for asking that one. Because everything is so, like, that's very much so an apples or oranges question. And you can love both apples and oranges yes. that is the benefit of go fest is that you get it all you have it it um so kate kelly i think this was such a great conversation carol thank you so much for being part of it yes thank you for having the idea to merge our podcast i hope we get to do this again soon yes i agree but thank you for all this information about go fest like i said as someone who hasn't been this was so cool and like i have no idea what lumberjacks what you guys are talking about so now i'm intrigued <laughs> yes, <laughs> hopefully absolutely. that's how the listeners feel too good good well we'll hope we hope they see you next year yes the calendar's yes. marked <laughs> i will send you a meeting invite after we get done <laughs> yes i think my october is clear next year there you go. amazing <laughs> all right well thank you guys and we look forward to seeing everyone in the community out at go fest yes, yes. we're Absolutely. so excited thank you for having us so much thank, thank you. you so now with me i have jenya kalanina who you may recognize as the face of best of roanoke social media pages jenya welcome Hi, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely, we're happy to have you. Jenya, while you may be most widely known for your content of Best of Roanoke social media pages, can you talk about a few other things that people in the Roanoke area or maybe even outside the Roanoke area may know you from? Sure. Um, well, I'm also a columnist for the Roanoke Magazine. Um, I write a column in every issue called Local Look, which is kind of just an extension of my page and just focusing a lot on what to do around Roanoke, uh, food, outdoors, all the same kind of content you've seen on the social media page, but just in print. And um, I also um, manage some social media pages for some other local businesses and offer social media consulting. So a lot of people um, might be looking to grow their own Instagram page and are not sure what to, where to start or might be overwhelmed with all the options. So I can help with that as well. Awesome. Well, you definitely dabble, it sounds like, with a little bit of everything that has to do with media. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's been a lot of fun, honestly. So how did you get your idea for the best of Roanoke Instagram page? So I moved to Roanoke about four years ago from Greenville, South Carolina, where I lived uh, for a short time before moving to Roanoke. And um, when I was in Greenville, there was a lot of local pages um, that kind of um, explained what to do around the area and showed kind of a firsthand perspective. So I was looking for a similar one in Roanoke and um, I couldn't quite find what I was looking for. So I just started my page as like a little blog um, to what I was already doing. and. Um, a lot of people became really interested and um, followed along. So it's been really fun getting to share that with everyone and just getting to grow the page with the community. Yeah, so you said you 
kind of did this because it was similar to what you were already doing. So were you doing something similar to this in Greenville? Uh, no, it was just like a blog to what I was doing as I was exploring my new home. So okay. anytime we would like check out a new restaurant or a new hike or something like that, I would post about it and then um, people would, a- would ask questions and it was just really fun. That's so fun. And um, so when did you move here? You said four years ago. Yeah, we moved in November 2019, um, right in the fall. So fall is kind of like special to me because it just reminds me when we moved here and um that it was like a really beautiful time to explore the area. So it's my favorite season here. Yeah. And okay, so there's like a lot of things that I wanted to talk <laughs> about just in that one sentence. So you moved here in the fall of 2019 and it's your favorite time of year here, which totally understand that. But it's so interesting because then you talked about how you were building a community, people were responding to your stuff. And that was like right kind of on the start of COVID then. And so I feel like that was a really great opportunity for you to start building a community because people were looking for that. Yeah, one of the positive things um, was that a lot of people were getting outdoors um, during COVID. So I think they were maybe looking toward my page even more at the time um, to kind of help guide them and help plan itineraries and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's so true, especially with your page being focused on outside things you really just like started at the perfect time for this area. Yeah, yeah, thank you. (laughs) Um, So what are some of the most memorable things you've gotten to do? Like the food you've tried? What was the first restaurant where you were like, oh my gosh, or the first hike or the first just something that you did? What are some of the more memorable things? Yeah, I mean, I would say um, Williamson Road has some of the best food in in Mm -hmm. Roanoke. so like discovering Viet Sub was yeah. was really uh, really cool. Um, I love like trying new like ethnic international food, and you know Viet Sub has some amazing um, sandwiches and for a really great price. So mm-hmm. that was definitely a fun discovery for me. Um, and then of course all the outdoorsy hikes. Um, w- before I moved here, I didn't even realize that um, Roanoke was right off the Appalachian Trail. So you know being able to hike that um, even like on a on a weekday. Um, that still kind of blows my mind, um, even yeah. even today. So that's been really cool to explore too. So you mentioned moving to Roanoke. Can you talk about how Roanoke compares to the several other places that you've lived? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my favorite thing about living in Roanoke is basically the accessibility to the outdoors. So I've lived in some bigger cities before where you know there might be more more shopping or like more restaurants, but you're not going to get that outdoorsy community that Roanoke has. Um, I also really love how we're just kind of tucked away back here um we don't really get a whole lot of traffic um the cost of living is really reasonable and there's always something going on um so you don't get bored but it's also not overwhelming and um it's not like a super fast pace like a different city so i think Mm -hmm. it's perfect yeah i agree i said i was talking with somebody the other day and it was like we are a nature city and so like when i say that i mean like we are a city in the sense that we have a lot of stuff to do um, and there's a lot of opportunities, but like you're not going to get that traffic or you're not going to have to rely just on public transportation. And I think those are two of the things that people really associate with like a true city. Yeah, I completely agree. And um, yeah, I, we really enjoyed it here. Good, good. Okay, so I know you mentioned that fall is your favorite season. Is that Has that always been your favorite season or is it just here in Roanoke? 
Honestly, just here in Roanoke, okay. um, I think one thing that has come out of like the Instagram page is I am doing a lot of exploring now, a lot more exploring now than I was before I started the page, mm-hmm. just because it's fun to, you know, go discover a new hike and get to mm-hmm. share it with everybody. So I wasn't necessarily always doing that um, before I created the account. So it's kind of given me a new appreciation for what to do around here. Yes. Okay. And when I was preparing for this episode, I was thinking about how this is going to be coming out, right, kind of at the start of fall. And I'm like, wow, fall is just such a special time in Roanoke. But then I also was thinking back to our very first episode, and we had just had the turn of spring. And I was like, Roanoke is so different in the spring. I just really feel like Roanoke feels the different seasons. And I think that's because we have so many outside things. So can you talk about all of the fall opportunities that Roanoke provides? I know you talked about it a little bit. Yeah, I I completely agree. There is something always going on, um, no matter the season. So that's been that's been really fun, kind of to um, explore and, and highlight. Um, but I'd say for fall, um, definitely a drive on the Blue Ridge Parkway. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people come from all over. It's it's called America's Favorite Drive, and Roanoke is right off the Blue Ridge Parkway. So you really can't miss that. Um, it's so convenient. And I would say drive up to Peaks of Otter. Um, mm-hmm. You could do a hike um, on Sharp Top, or if you could just uh, walk around the lake there. It's like a nice paved loop, super family friendly. So that's a really fun trip. Um, there's also plenty of hikes right here in Roanoke. Um, there's Poor Mountain Preserve, which is really only about 15, 20 minutes from downtown. Definitely like a hidden gem type hike um, mm-hmm. to see a lot of really pretty foliage. Um, and then, of course, we'll always end our day at a local brewery. Um, and there's also some really fun wineries around Roanoke as well that um Roanoke may not necessarily be known for its wineries, but we have some really nice ones. Uh, One of my favorites is Virginia Mountain Vineyard. Um, It's a little bit of a drive, but completely worth it. Um, So tons to do. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so with that, we have our second game of the episode, which is Roanoke Rapid. So I'm going to say a word or words, and you will say the first thing that really comes to mind based off of that. Okay. All right, so ready, set, go. Fall coffee order. Definitely pumpkin spice latte. I mean, I know it's a classic. You just can't <laughs> can't go wrong, and um, R&D coffee makes a really good one. Yes, perfect. That's what I want to <laughs> hear. Um, okay, so let's say favorite view to see peak leaf season, fall foliage. Um, oh, I would say probably sharp top. Um, okay. Just really pretty the hike up and and the view is really really beautiful okay favorite local boutique oh that would be um nude in in salem Mm -hmm. um i love thrift shopping consignment shopping kind of slow fashion and um nude they they opened um kind of recently about a year or so ago but it's where i get most of my clothes so that's definitely my favorite yes that's a good one i just recently heard about that as well um let's see what's another fun fall one i just feel like there's so many things to ask you that i can't even (laughs) just narrow it down um favorite hidden gem restaurant um oh gosh Let's see. I don't know if if uh, stock is is quite a hidden gem, but it's okay. pretty it's pretty new, and I think yeah. it's really cool how um, 
the fire station one um, has been completely redone and kind of like preserved some history there so that's been really cool they're also open on mondays which is kind of rare um, in roanoke so if you're going out to eat on a monday check out stock yes you are so right so many things are closed on mondays and tuesdays which makes sense if you're open on the weekends you got to have those days off so you're right having a place open on monday (laughs) yeah that's a game changer okay favorite ice cream place um I will say Homestead Creamery. Okay. Um, I know it's a little bit of a drive, but it is yeah. so, so worth it. And um, you can find it at the grocery stores here as well. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Well, Jenya, I feel like if I don't end the conversation now, I'm probably just going to keep bombarding you with questions. So <laughs> we'll leave it at that for now, but definitely would love to have you back on, hear more of your insider knowledge. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me. Now with me, I have Alex North from Roanoke County Parks, Recreation, and Tourism. Alex, I feel like you don't even need an introduction anymore. I appreciate that. You know, it's a great time always being here out of the office and representing Parks, Recreation, and Tourism for Roanoke County. Well, we're happy to have you. You guys always have a ton of fun stuff. So what is on the horizon? So we are continuing our fall programs in our Rec Life brochure, which is currently out online. You can go to RoanokeCountyParks.com to check out all of the amazing programs that we have coming up this fall. Some that I'll call out, we have our Brambleton Center Craft Show that's coming up in November on the 4th, and we're still looking for some craft vendors for that. So you can um, register online and sign up for that. And we also have some prestige gymnastics programs for kids at Brambleton Recreation Center. Some of those younger kids can get out moving and learn a little bit more about gymnastics at Brambleton. Then we also have some new youth and family programs that are at Green Ridge Recreation Center and Brambleton Center this uh, fall. Scarecrow Workshop, there's one more of those left. Wow. We have a family board game night and some party zone activities Um at both of those locations and then explore park has a few new programs we have a night hike which is coming up coming up october 7th and then we have forest bathing in october 14th hold on yes <laughs> yes i knew you're gonna you're, you're gonna have that reaction but basically what that is is you'll be able to take in and soak in nature while you're walking along the trails at explore park learning a little bit more about some of the um trees in and around the park and um along your hike so that's a brand new program that we have okay yes definitely not uh, i get i guess that is not as advertised i guess but you know <laughs> really cool new program and yes. then also we have a whodunit program on that same day of october 14th or it's kind of a uh, a mystery program where you're trying to travel back in time and solve a few clues throughout the park Okay, well, there's definitely a lot of opportunity for fun between Brambleton Center and Green Ridge, and then, of course, Explore Park. There's always fun over there. Um, We have lots of fun happening over there coming up. Yes, we do. We do. And I think you're talking about Illuminites. I am talking about Illuminites. Yes. So we actually started some setup in middle of September. Mm -hmm. We have the uh, trail laid out. We actually had a staff day where we took out uh, some of our staff to help move some of the displays that are going to be on the trail throughout the year at Illuminites. So a lot of the stuff, if you go to Explore Park, you will see that the trail is closed for construction of Illuminites for this winter. Okay. So well. so it's kind of a tease. Um, tickets will go on sale November 1st, as, as they always do, and um, we'll have some updates on some of the activities and different, um, different partnerships that we're having this year for Illuminites, and we're going to make it hopefully the best event we've had so far in year five at Illuminites. Yes, well, I think Illuminites really allows for Explore Park to be bejeweled. 
That's right, Kalen. The holiday lights will be glistening out at Explore Park again this year. You know, we have over 650,000 lights with some new displays, and we're going back to our traditional trail layout this year. Perfect. Well, something else I do want to talk about is go fest and having camping opportunities over at explore park yeah great to partner with go fest this year for offering camping because in the past it's been downtown but you know they reached out and we've been able to partner with them to offer a camping alternative out at explore park for this year so that's october 13th through 15th you can reserve your camping spot for the whole weekend online at you can go to GoFest's website or go to explorepark.org camping for more details we have 60 individual camp spots that'll be in our river Riverside Village area. There will be a shuttle option provided by GoFest in between uh, the festival downtown and Explore Park. So folks can get to and from, you know, whether they're hanging out at Explore Park or going down to GoFest, it'll be a great weekend for all of our uh, for all of our visitors and for folks who are coming into the area for the festival. Well, that's awesome. And I think that's especially awesome that there's a shuttle. You guys have really thought about everything between you and the people over at GoFest who we also had the prep had the pleasure of talking with yeah i mean it's a really great opportunity for us to partner with some local Mm -hmm. partners you know whether it's center in the square with illuminites or go fest you know to provide this outlet for camping and an overnight accommodation for folks to really get outside and enjoy nature uh during that great weekend it's going to be a great time and you know while while folks are there they can also enjoy treetop quest which finishes Mm -hmm. up here in the next month the last weekend for that is october 29th and we have our final twilight zip line coming up on october 28th during spooktacular saturday Awesome. Well, we have plenty of opportunities for some fall fun. Thanks to all of the offerings you all have. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Alex. Thank you for tuning in to Out of the Office. We hope this episode got you ready for fall. Make sure to share this episode with a friend. You want to go to GoFest. That's a lot of goes. (laughs) You should have worded that differently. Or hike McAfee Knob with. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and tag us in your Out of the Office pictures.